Well, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Truckers Podcast, FYI. I'm your host, Doug, from Ontario, Canada. It is the 17th of September, 2022. It is 9.40 p.m. Thank you for joining me. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining me this evening, Saturday, September the 17th. Now, of course, we have this um, this crisis, this healthcare crisis here in Ontario and across Canada. And partly to do with, of, of course, this pandemic for the for the last, uh, well, two years and a bit now. In the backlogs of uh, elective surgeries, that all those surgeries were canceled over this pandemic. People staying in hospitals for a prolonged period of time. So the Ontario government decides to come up with this plan to make room in the hospitals and clear out these hospital beds. It's Bill 7, which comes into effect this week coming. And the Ontario seniors to pay $400 a day to stay in hospital instead of moving to the long-term care. So the Ontario government says hospital patients who are waiting for space in long-term care homes can be moved to other locations of not of their choosing of up to 150 kilometers away or be billed $400 per day if they refuse. So the government calls this More Beds, Better Care Act. I don't know how that's more beds. More beds is me putting more beds into the hospital. Not using the beds that we have. And then, you know, what happens is, is that People who are in the hospital because there isn't any beds available in the long, long-term long care centers. An approximately 175-day wait. Now, what happens if people... who choose, you know, say they get like 
you know, they make five choices of where they would like to go in long-term care. And if their number one choice is not available, then they'll have to take the alternative. And if they do not do that, and this is what this $400 a day would be. And they're saying that this allows for a temporary transfer of, uh, of um, senior hospital patients waiting for space in long-term care homes to another home, not of their choosing, if received royal assent at the end of August. Now, Doug Ford said this himself. He said, this has been going on for decades. That we have these shortage of beds. And he's right. The Ontario Liberals, the Ontario Conservatives. And at one time it was the Ontario NDPs. who had done nothing over decades to improve the healthcare system here in Ontario. This was bound to happen. And of course, you know, the pandemic was never, you know, never any help, you know, you know, I get that there's people out there that need elective surgery. I, I get that. But we don't have beds in other places. And then the Ontario government was talking about transferring monies to the private sector. And they still may do that. The other thing that said, uh, upset a whole lot of people is that you know, the government here in Ontario didn't hold a public inquiry. I guess they didn't want to have, you know, hear people, you know, I guess they didn't want to hear people's sob stories that they'd have to travel many, many miles in order to see their loved ones. Government didn't want to hear that. They didn't want to hear from other healthcare professionals. They didn't want to hear from other government parties here in Ontario. So what they did is just push the, they just pushed the hush button. Don't want to hear it. We don't care. The more beds, better care act. Now, how you doing? I'm your host, Doug, from Ontario, Canada. So I'm talking about this um, Bill 7 that the Ontario government passed is more beds, the Better Care Act. 
Now, people who need um, an alternate level of care, meaning people who have to go to nursing homes. Now, more beds, what they're talking about is that really, quite frankly, I don't think it's more beds. It's the beds that we have, the beds that are being occupied by, you know, um, people who need extended, an extended uh, level of care, meaning that they need to go to a nursing home. In order to free up the beds, what is going to take place and it'd be actually, it becomes law this coming week. So what happens is for those people who need extended health care, they have a, you'll get a choice of five nursing homes. starting with your first choice. Now, if your first choice isn't available, then you have to take the alternative. Now, what happens if you refuse, you'd be charged $400 a day. And as it stands right now, as these people are waiting for for long-term care, as it stands right now, before this comes into effect, it's like $68 a day. So what they're doing, the government is doing, is really forcing your hand. You're going to pay $400 a day, or you go to your, to your alternative choice. And that, and that may not be a government funded facility, it'd be private. Which is even worse because the private nursing homes are not regulated. You can be here, here in Ontario in Southern Ontario, you could be transferred to a extended care facility 70 kilometers from your postal code. So that's a 45 mile radius. In Northern Ontario, it would be 150 kilometers, which is a 90 mile radius. And it may not be to your choosing of which long-term care home you'd want to go to. Now, throughout this pandemic, of course, you know, um, when everything was basically shut down for, for, you know, except for essential services, elective surgeries were all put on hold. And that could be from eye vision, it could be hip, it could be knee surgery. You know, anything, you know, to do with all your joints and, the, and stuff like that. So all that stuff was put on hold. 
we got a major backlog and the government's plan is to free up these beds by introducing this bill seven to free up these beds. A lot of people can't afford $400 a day to go into a nursing home. It is roughly $68 a day, about $1,800 a month. It's not more beds is what they're saying, right? It, you know, to, I'm saying that, and a lot of people are saying that it's not more beds. It's the beds that we have that they want to free up. And before you came on your, on my show, Doug Ford, the premier of Ontario, said so the, said so himself that this is uh, a problem that's been going on for decades. And it has been going on for decades because the Liberal Party of Ontario, the Conservative Party of Ontario, and in one time the NDP Party of Ontario, They've done nothing except for hack and slash the healthcare in this province. Cutbacks left and right. We don't have enough nurses. We don't have any room in extended care facilities. There's about a 175 day wait. So something like six months for extended health care for, for, for the long-term care homes. Six months wait time. They think by doing this, you know, is, is the answer. And it's like putting a band-aid on a cut that needs stitches. It's not going to work. If they'd spent the money on more nursing and more beds, We wouldn't be in this problem. Or home care. Which they've never done. See, any home care that anybody would get right now, you're lucky if you get a PSW twice a day. You'd only probably get a nurse once a day for about an hour. They should be spending the money and focusing on home care. Not only would it free up hospital beds, 
there'd be potentially, you know, more people that require the nursing homes if, if home care just isn't suitable, there'd be more room there. But to force people to take a second or third choice for a nursing home or else you're going to pay $400 a day. It's just ridiculous. You know, people say, you know, um, oh, Canada has a great healthcare system. We have emergency departments in small towns closing their emergency departments, you know, overnight because they don't have the staff. Wait times in our emergency departments right now, I mean, for a non-emergency is 20 hours. People who come in by ambulance, depending on the circumstances, if they have to be admitted, they too have to wait. And so do the paramedics because they can't leave that patient. It's just not like dropping the patient off at the front door and jump back in the ambulance and go to your job. We've had this problem and you know what it's, we've had this problem like Doug Ford said, we've had it for decades. Hospitals are not a nursing home. Hospitals are meant to hopefully get you better. And hopefully it gets you better in, in many different ways. Hospitals that provide rehabilitation. You know, for patients, you know, who've fallen and broken their hip. They have to go through rehabilitation and get you going and get you home. Hospitals are, you know, for, for surgeries, more serious surgeries, bypass surgeries, heart surgeries. 
electosurgeries. They're not meant for long term. But the government has done nothing about that for decades. We can't hire enough nurses. And not only that, we have nurses just quitting. Going on to do something else. The burnout rate of nurses. The pandemic put a lot of strain on our healthcare system. But it was under strain before the pandemic. To make people who need long-term care and to make them pay $400 a day if they don't choose their next option, if their first option is not available. It's just ridiculous. $400 $400 a day. Because you can refuse. But it's going to cost you $400 a day. Far more than it would cost you if you were in long term care. Now, this new provision authorizes certain actions to be carried out without the consent of these patients. These actions include having a placement coordinator determine the patient's eligibility for a long-term care home, select a home, and authorize their admission to the home. doesn't mean that they're going there right away. They also include having certain persons conduct assessments for the purpose of determining the patient's eligibility and requiring the license to admit the patients to the home when certain conditions have been met and allowing persons to collect and use and disclose personal health information. If it is necessary to carry out the action, they're saying section 49 to 54 of the act do not apply to these actions and instead they should be carried out in accordance with the regulations. Well, <laughs> so families and the patients don't have a say in the matter. This is what this is saying. Right. And then they're saying that, well, you know, you really don't have a choice. You know, then they're saying that these actions cannot be performed without first making a reasonable effort to obtain the patient's consent. Now, 
that's the patient's consent if their first choice is not available. Now, fixing a pro fixing one problem is one thing, which the government hasn't has never done here in Ontario. They just create more problems. If you don't fix the first problem, how is this fixing the bed shortage here in Ontario? When the nursing homes are already at capacity. Uh, what is it? A 175 day wait period to be moved to, to be moved from hospital to a, a long-term care facility, 175 days. So if they start now, these patients who need the, the, the long-term care, it's 175 days. I think there's something like 38,000 people waiting for long-term care. How is this going to speed up of having beds available? How is that going to speed things up? It's not. You know, what really irked a lot of people is that the government pushed this through as quickly as they possibly could. They didn't want to hear the public's input into this. And they didn't want to hear from healthcare professionals. You know, I mean, there's people that, you know, are, are you know, as, 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 as the elders, there's people that don't drive anymore and they have their loved ones in a hospital waiting for long-term care. So they got to take the bus or they got to take a cab. Now, if their loved ones is moved around, you know, a 45 mile 
radius. Well, how's I going to get to their loved ones now? Or 150. 150 kilometers is 90 miles. How do these people get to their loved ones? And they're going to visit them. They want to visit them every day. The other problem, you know, ladies and gentlemen, is that, you know, the government, you know, like I said earlier to me, they're not, they're not spending enough on healthcare and they've been doing this a long time. And then you'll wonder why we pay our taxes. What are we paying our taxes for? federal government, you know, I think they transfer about 22% to the provinces. And that should be much higher. That should be around 33%. See, the NDP leader in the federal government, see, they have or made a deal with the, the federal Liberal Party, the Prime Minister Justice Trudeau. So the NDP party, they, 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 so they have this agreement, or the NDP has this agreement. I guess it's their agreement. And that is that they tell the Liberal government what they want or else. And that or else is that they will have a non-confidence vote in the House of Commons and will go to another federal election. You give me what I want or else. The NDP leaders really get at this. Because so far the Liberal government is saying, okay. So why not the NDP leader, the federal NDP leader, turn around and say, we want you to increase the transfers of monies to the provinces, to their hospitals and their nursing homes. From 22% to 33%. And by 2025, 40%. You know, we have, we, you know, we... built this this one hospital I think it's got to be 10 years ago now and 
the rooms only hold two beds. We have another hospital. It's it's St. Joseph's Hospital, and it it, it was it, it's been there for as long as I can remember. I don't even know what it's used for anymore. They have an urgent care. It's like an emergency, but it's an urgent care. They don't have. They don't like. They don't have. It's not like the like. Like the like Victoria Hospital and the University Hospital. So what is going on at at at, at this one hospital that I've known for all my life? really not being used for anything. Could be educational purposes. I don't know because I mean they used to be they had like you know the best maternity ward. which now was transferred over to um, Victoria Hospital. Probably have one of the best psychiatric wards, which all that was moved out of there. Now it's just a building that just sits there. And we need beds. We need more beds in nursing homes. We need, we need more nurses. And that seems to be, you know, one of the major problems right now is that we don't have nurses. We don't have enough. We can't hire enough. A four-year nursing program. We've had, you know, just last year or last two years, we've had, you know, more people enroll in the nursing program, but it's still a four-year course. We have nurses who come from other countries who can't practice here because they have, they have to meet the criteria. Hopefully, maybe the government can fast track that. It's not the fault of the elders who are in hospitals waiting for long-term care. We can't get enough beds for other patients, you know, people who need elective surgeries and stuff like that, you know. You know, the world had, you know, we're still in a pandemic, whether you believe it or not, or, or whatever the case may be. And at the worst of it, shutting everything down. 
canceling all these surgeries and then to play catch up but then put the onus on the elderly people is ridiculous Nobody should have to pay for any sort of stay in the hospital. Long-term care is different. It's separate. But to turn around and to force families or the patient, the patient, To make a decision if it's not their first choice to pay $400 a day. That's $2,800 a week. A lot of people in hospitals don't even have that kind of money. could potentially force people just to declare bankrupt because they don't have any money. And then what are they, they going to make them pay? If, if the premier of this province of Ontario thinks that this is, you know, the, the ultimate fix That is just absolutely ridiculous. Because you have to fix the first problem. Before anything else. It's just, you know, it's just like in your own life. We all have problems. But if you don't fix something then it just gets worse. Then it creates more problems. And so forth all the way down the line. So we have to fix the first initial problem. The the Conservative Party of Ontario somehow doesn't see it that way. We just create more problems. We just push it all down the line. We just create more problems. I don't know. I mean, it kind of makes me wonder too, you know, as I get older. You know, What's it going to be? What's it going to be like? 
you know, I'm, I'm at the tail end of the baby boomers. Then we have a government, an Ontario government, that doesn't want to listen to anybody. And make their own decision. And say that's the way it's going to be. Whether you like it or not. That's not government. Because isn't government supposed to listen to us? That's what they're supposed to do. We elected you. But in the next election, we don't have to. like anything else, right? It's absolutely, you know, ridiculous. We should never been in this situation to begin with. It's just not, it's just not the healthcare crisis. It's the housing crisis, affordable housing. Somehow we can't even provide that. We have a broken welfare system. Meaning that, oh, you can live on welfare. It's supposed to be workfare. That's what they changed it to. And it's to provide individuals, able working bodies, it is to provide them with the things they need to move off of welfare and work. I think that was introduced 10 years ago. There's um, people who work in, in the federal government. And this is this has been done before. And, and nothing and nothing has changed. So what they're doing is, is they're living on basically welfare. I guess to see what it's like and what people are going through. 
So imagine you have $733. That's for a single person on welfare. And you have to get through the month. they're finding out within a week, a week and a half, they have no money. We had people, we had people who, who uh, are um, city council, you know, do the same thing years ago, years and years ago. Because they want the government, what they want to do is they want the government to increase the amount. So for a single person, they want it to be $1,466. And on a disability, uh, probably around sixteen, seventeen hundred dollars. I understand the disability because these people, you know, they um, can't work. Now, people who are on welfare, you know, they're, they're waiting to go on disability. But then there's a lot of people on welfare who are able bodies that can work. And this workfare program it hasn't done much either. The other problem we're having, like everywhere else, the, 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 the cost of the cost of living, how much rent is. We've had these problems and they've just been untouched. And they've gotten worse. The homeless crisis we have. addiction crisis that we have. Just putting band-aids on everything. Hoping everything would just heal up and everything would be all okay. You just do the band-aid effect and everything will be okay. This is the way government thinks. Just put a Band-Aid on it. It'll be all right. Don't worry. You're bleeding all over the place. Don't worry about it. Just put a Band-Aid on it. You know, the drug problem that we have in this country, like a lot of countries, the opiate crisis that we have going on. It's not just in major cities. You think, oh, you know, people who live in the rural area, 
Ah, uh, they don't have that problem. Well, they sure do. Same as they have the same health care problem. Big cities aren't closing their emergency emergency departments. The rural areas are closing their emergency departments. And where do those people have to go? They got to come to the city. And that puts a lot of pressure on the emergency departments in major cities. Population isn't getting smaller. It's getting bigger. And that's always going to be the case. Population is going to grow. But the government has never grown with it. Hospitals don't have room. Nursing homes don't have room. But the government seems to think different. Government wants to transfer monies to to private care facilities, like private fractioneers. The private health care. Take our money, our tax dollars, and transfer it to the private sector. Think that's going to help solve the problem as well. That's ridiculous. You know, Doug Ford, you know, when they were putting this bill together, oh, he said, you know, because people, you know, we're saying, oh, you know, people are going to be paying $1,800 a month if, if they if they refuse to go to a nursing home of, of, of what, you know, that's not of their choosing. Oh, he's, oh, no, no one's, going to, no one's going to be paying $1,800 a month. No one's going to be paying that. No. We're going to charge you $400 a day if you don't take your second or third choice. There's a lot of people in this situation, families. Who may ultimately have to travel long distances to see, to see their loved ones. Because the Ontario government has never been able to get their shit together. And you think we have problems at the at, at the federal level 
I don't know. I really don't know. I think this is just going to just fall back on the government again. And they're going to find out firsthand that this is not going to work. It's not going to work. And healthcare professionals after healthcare professionals is just saying this is not the way to go about it. It's not. It's not the way to go about it. More beds means more beds. Not mean emptying out the beds that you have and then filling them back up again. That is not more beds. It's still the same amount of beds. We need more beds, we need bigger wards, and we need more nurses. Is what we need. More spending from the government. Is what we need. That's why we pay taxes. people from different countries including the United States oh Canada has a great healthcare system why can't we have a healthcare system like Canada they don't have to pay for nothing we got free healthcare Well, it's not free. It comes from our taxes. And we expect the government to do the right thing. Especially when it comes to our health care. We expect them to do the right thing. We, we expect them to spend the money. Well, we give the money to the government. We spend the money. You know, just, you know, just for the hell of it today, I was just kind of wondering, you know, what it costs for people to to rent. You know, so, you know, for for um, you know, corporations that own apartment buildings and, and stuff like that. And then you have the private sector who people who own homes and they want to rent it out. 
you know, the average one bedroom apartment in the city where I live here in London, Ontario, is about $1,200 here in the city where I live. Toronto, that's like $2,000 for a one bedroom. Then I looked at private home rentals. And they start at $2,400. That's for, for your average three-bedroom house. $24 a month plus utilities. And it goes up from there. Two bedrooms, two-bedroom apartment, it's going to run you about $1,800, which probably would be about $3,000 in, in, in uh, Toronto. People can't afford that. There's a lot of people who cannot afford that. So there's a lot of people who cannot afford $400 a day just because they, they, you know, they didn't get their first choice for a retirement for a nursing home. They got to take that second choice and they refuse. They can't afford $400 a day. $2,800 a week? And somehow the government thinks this is going to free up hospital beds. When we have no room in the nursing home. How does that work? And this comes into effect this week, the 21st, I believe. So patients who are needing, needing her, nursing homes and their first choice isn't available. And if they refuse their second, third choices, they get charged $400 a day to stay in hospital. I say to all the people who are waiting, who are in hospital, waiting, going into into uh, uh, nursing homes, I say, you know what? I'm staying. Take my four hundred dollars a day. They can't force you. They can't remove you. Hell, I'm going bankrupt and I'm staying. How's that going to free up beds? Then what is the government going to say? It's ridiculous.
It's absolutely ridiculous, ladies and gentlemen, that they're actually going to go ahead with this. Somehow the government thinks that it's, you know, the it's the elderly's fault that the beds are full. Somehow they think it's their fault they need this extended care, but they can't get the extended care because we don't have any spaces available. They can't be cared for at home because who's going to care for them? See, we had a system in place like Denmark where they actually have home care, which they actually, they pay for home care. If you need a nurse eight hours a day, they pay for it. If you need dialysis, in your home so you don't have to go to, to to the hospital to do this they pay for it the Denmark government pays for it they rather have families stay together And pay for what they need. Not here in Canada. And people would have to go whatever their next choices would be. Like I said, it would be like a 45 mile now, a 45 mile radius here in Ontario, Canada. And a 90 mile radius in Northern Ontario. That's ridiculous. To have people that would have to move that far away from their family. When things can be just as easy to the, for the government to provide home care. Because obviously, with, with, with this with this Bill 7, they're obviously not spending more money on beds. They're just trying to free up beds to get other, like for people who need elective surgery. They're not making more beds. 
And that's what we need. We need more beds. We need more nurses. And we should have home care. We pay a lot of money. We pay a lot of taxes. And the government, the Ontario government, just thinks a Band-Aid effect is the best policy. By just emptying out these beds as quick as they can and filling these beds up as quick as they can, emptying them out, filling them up. But not providing more beds. population, you know, here in Ontario is pushing 19 million. The population of Canada is 38 million. We're the most populated province in all of Canada. So that means our elder population is also far greater than any province in Canada. We need more government fun. Look, at, I mean, if they don't want to do the home care, then we need more nursing homes. We're not getting that either. We let problems go. We do. We just let we just let the problems go and the problems get worse. Just like our our uh, affordable housing problem that we're having, not just here in Ontario but across Canada. We just let the problem get worse. They stop building affordable housing. God, it was probably around 1980. Well, we built enough. We got enough. We don't need any more affordable housing. We're good. We don't have any more affordable housing. I mean, minimum wage went up, so did the price of everything else.
you know, in the restaurant sector. They got to add, they got to increase their price, right? To go to the restaurant, you got to pay more now, right? Wages have gone up. They can't keep their food prices at the same, at the same level. They just go broke. They want to try to pass, like they're, uh, in the province here, you know, the, the, um, the NDP party here in Ontario, they, they want to, you know, put a bill forward that, meaning that when people move out of an apartment, say they're paying $1,100 a month, the next tenant moves in, They want to pass a bill that it stays at $1,100 a month because generally when people move out, the landlord hikes up the, up the rent. So that $1,100 a month now becomes $1,600 a month. But they can only put this, put this forward to the Conservative Party because they're in charge of the province. Whether that happens or not, I have no idea. We have working Canadians who can't afford a place to live. So now they say, oh, we got a 10 year plan. We started in 2020, which that plan should have started 10 years prior to that. So why not with the healthcare? Why didn't we start doing things, spending more money 10 years ago? To maybe potentially avert this healthcare crisis that we're in today. I was reading an article the other day, you know, what comes to affordable housing, this 10 year plan. And right now they're averaging about 150 units a year. Which would, to get enough, it would take 20 years. So much for the 10 year plan. This is what happens when you don't 
spend enough money on something. We don't spend enough money on the necessities. Like housing. And health care. We end up in a crisis. And no thanks to the pandemic. That didn't help matters either. But there's no way that people should have to start paying $400 a day if they refuse their first choice of care. Not in this province, not in this country. It is not their fault the government government didn't pull their thumb out of their ass and have done something about it 10 years ago. And to put that onus on our elders is just ridiculous. Unbelievable. Just on flipping believable. Now, I don't know where the government thinks they're going to get beds in, in the long-term care homes. I mean, we're, they're just going to pull them out of their ass? They're at capacity. A six-month wait period to get into a long-term care center. Six months. How in the world is that going to free up hospital beds? But the government, you know, they, they've talked about this, like I said, they, they, they've had this discussion about home care. Somehow that doesn't seem like that would work. Spending money to the government, spending money just doesn't, doesn't make sense. Why would we spend money? Why would, why would we do that? Why would we spend money to try to make things better? Why, why, why would we do that? Because spending more money solves problems. Spend more money on education. Spend more money even on job training. They're not spending enough. Don't just give people able bodies 
welfare. We need more training. Outside outside of, of the, you know, outside of being a lawyer, being a doctor, being a psychiatrist. You know, everybody wants to wear that white jacket. Nobody wants to go out there and be that laborer. Nobody wants to go out there and work in that manufacturing. Nobody wants to go out there and be that truck driver. You know, nobody wants to be, you know, being that person, you know, working in, in um, heating and cooling. No, we want to go to university, get those scholars and, and be all those people, you know, who doesn't want to do the other jobs. That's fine. I mean, we do need doctors and we do need nurses. That's fine. But the government needs to spend money on other avenues and training in other sectors but they're not doing it just like they haven't in decades spend enough money on our health care. They call it more beds, better care act. That's what they're calling this. By more beds, by like I said, just Empty the bed, fill the bed. Empty the bed, fill the bed. Empty the bed, fill the bed. There's no beds. So I say to people around the world, I mean, don't envy Canada. Don't envy Canada for our healthcare system that we have because the healthcare system that we have here is shit compared to other countries to to, to compared to other democra- democracies out there our healthcare system in this country is shit and we pay for shit that's what we're getting with our money we're getting shit Just let you know that. We'll see what happens in the next couple months, ladies and gentlemen, with this so-called More Beds, Better Health Care Act. See how far we have progressed. And you think the government is going to own up to it that they fucked up? No. They're not. 
You'll see. We'll see what happens in the next couple of months when this new Mark Beds Better Healthcare Act comes into effect on the 21st of September. We're going to find out how well that's going to work. Because what the government has done in the past 10 years and decades have not worked. And this is not going to work. So, who knows? I mean, we the world has a whole lot of problems, right? They got problems all over the place. But I'm Canadian, and what am I going to do? I'm just going to go with the flow. Gonna go with the flow right on the seat of my pants and just hope for the best. And just so you know, I vote. I vote in the federal, provincial, and the municipal elections. I have so since I was 18. So whatever the government does, that gives me the right to bitch. That gives me the right to call them out. That gives me the right to complain whatever they do. And this one has got to be the doozer of all doozers of the stupidity of the Ontario government. It's unbelievable. You know, ladies and gentlemen, you know, um, so, so prior to these new regulations that are coming into effect, right? So, the maximum rate for the alternative level of care patients choosing to stay in hospital rather than move to one uh, of, of their five homes of choice was $62.18 per day or close to $1,900 a month. That's what you'd be paying if you were in a nursing home. So now, if you, like I said, if you refuse to go to a nursing home, it's now going to cost you $400 a day. That's coercion. That's what that is. 
That's the Ontario government for you. You know, the government just thinks that it's okay. You know, they chose this 400 because we believe it's enough of a concern for people to have these challenging conversations with the placement coordinators to make the effort as a family to have the conversations about where do we want our loved ones to go. But the government didn't want to have these conversations. with the general public. They didn't want our input. They didn't want the input of the healthcare uh, healthcare professionals. They just pushed this bill through. Ridiculous. Unbelievable. I'm just, you know, just the, um, members of the, uh, NDP party argues the pressure involved with moving to a long-term care home of none of their choosing, potentially, potentially further away from families or caregivers, will have will be negatively impact the health and well-being of the seniors. I mean, who can I mean who can afford to go driving every day? If I mean, I mean. Imagine if, if, if you have to drive two hours to kiss your wife goodnight. And imagine the guilt knowing you can't afford to pay $400 a day to keep your dad in the hospital. And having to put him in, in, in for, for, a, for a for-profit long-term care home with a devastating record in the disgusting living conditions. And that's true because they're not regulated. These for-profit nursing homes. And that is a true statement that the care in those places are devastating in the disgusting living conditions because these people who own these places, they don't give a shit. All they want is your goddamn money. And it's not the nurse's fault who works there. They're given what, they, what they've got. They just give them what these owners of these nursing homes gives them, and that's it. And that's another problem we have in this country because we're not regulating these for-profit nursing homes. That's ridiculous. And forcing them to move 
will not ease our healthcare staffing crisis one bit. And they need to be addressing the staffing crisis that we have right now. And that, and that is at the heart of our healthcare crisis. And this is what they're doing. And this is what they've been doing. And quite frankly, we're just getting fed up with the bullshit. See, the premier of Ontario, you know, it's unfortunate. I mean, his parents have passed. So that's something he doesn't have to worry about. That probably wouldn't happen to his family anyways, because he's premier of Ontario. So, I mean, his family wouldn't, wouldn't have to pay $400 a day if they refused to go to another location. Another thing here, ladies and gentlemen, if the government, you know, Unless the government addresses the chronic staffing issues within the healthcare sector, Bill 7 won't be much more than a Band-Aid fix. And also, Bill 7 will will cause social isolation family breakdown, and likely increased request for medical assistance in dying. This Bill 7 is nothing but a disaster. Unbelievable. Well, I want to thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for taking the time coming out here on the Truckers Podcast. We'll see what's going to take place in, in, in the next, I guess, you know, the next couple months are, are, are really going to, you know, see if this band-aid effect of the government's plan is going to work or not. It was going to start begin to work. I guess we just have to wait to see. I, you know, it's just, I don't know. It's ridiculous. But, um, yeah, we'll have to wait to see what happens with that. And, and of course, you know, with our, with our um, homeless crisis, our opiate crisis, our housing crisis. 
guess we'll have to wait to see what's going on with all that stuff too, what the government's going to what you do about it. But for now, enjoy the rest of your evening, or maybe it's even daytime for you. Or in the middle of the night for you. It's 11, 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time here in Southern Ontario. So have a good night, ladies and gentlemen, and I will be back out here tomorrow evening at 9.30 p.m. If you can join me, that's great. If you can't, I understand. So until then, take care and good night. I'm your host, Doug from Ontario, Canada. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen.